Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. 2023. Okay, a lot to get to today. There's politics. There's breaking news. And then there's what happened in the NFL last night. Ooh, buddy, man. That was terrifying. So everybody was watching the game on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's actually their choices were not acceptable. Yes. DeMar Hamlin of the Bills, and you probably know this by now, makes a tackle on Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. It looks like your typical sort of play. Yeah. yeah. And he stands up and then just goes limps and falls backwards. And then we're watching it. And I mean, I don't know what you do when you're watching a game. I think a lot of people are either looking at a laptop or a phone or something. You're doing other things. And then you start to realize, man, this is pretty serious. This isn't just an injury. Yeah. And then when they start talking about CPR, you're like, oh, my gosh. I thought it was interesting when the players gathered around to block the view. Yeah. I thought at the time, I'm like, this is serious. Yeah. Something's going on. They don't want us to see. And so, you know, you're just left to try to figure out, okay, what exactly is going on? Did anybody get the feeling, and it was a horrific feeling, that they know something we don't? Right. Like, is he already gone? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually when they were kind of tap dancing in the booth and whatnot, yes. and everything was kind of getting dragged out. I, I really thought, oh my gosh, we just witnessed this guy die on the field. Right. And so then, you know, you're hearing, okay, they they revived him. So what does it mean? And then people all over the place, if you were following this online, you got to cancel the game. You got to cancel yeah. it. What's the NFL doing? And, you know, to me, I think they were trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. It took too long, in my opinion, like by a half hour. Yeah. There was a lot of people to talk to, though, I'm sure, in the chain of command. That's fine. But don't you get the feeling that in the chain of command, if there would have been a decision, hey, we got to play this. If the decision was, we're near the end of the season, we can't put this game anywhere else. It has to be played. Mm-hmm. Those Bills players wouldn't have went out there and played. Oh, I don't think so. No. And I, you and know, that, I mean, that's a terrible look because then if you're if they say okay, then we forfeit. What's Cincinnati going to do? Yeah, I think they were maybe waiting for word. I don't know if they knew the extent of the injury. Like if they would have gotten word that hey, he's he's up, he's conscious, he's talking, that sort of thing. Maybe they would have played it. I don't know. I have no idea, yeah. man. I mean, the CPR. I mean, watching yeah. him undergo CPR. Oh, they bagged him too. And for, well, yeah. and for nine minutes. Yeah. Yep. So that'll be talked about for a while. But as far as his condition now, um, well, this morning on Good Morning America, they talked to who is Demar Hamlin's spokesperson, uh, who is Jordan Rooney, um, and this is what he had to say. 
Wait, hold on a second. We have the medical correspondent, too, from ABC we should probably hear from, but this is the family spokesperson. So I can't speak specifically on his medical condition. I will say is that, you know, he's fighting. He's a fighter. Um, you know, I, I felt like in the moment it did need to be some clarity that, you know, he, he was at a he was awake at that time and um, now he's sedated. So, um, you know, the family's in good spirits. We're honestly just taking it minute by minute, hour by hour. Okay. So that was a spokesperson. Now, as far as a medical correspondent trying to figure out all right, what triggered it, because that was the other conversation that's going on. Everybody's wondering, this doesn't look like it was a massive blow to the head, no. although you saw Hamlin's head go back. And it was hard to even see if T. Higgins, was it his helmet? Was it his shoulder pad that went into his chest? Did it go into his head? Exactly what happened? You, you didn't quite know. So Snuggleophagus on Good Morning America brought in their correspondent. We're going to bring in our chief medical correspondent, Dr. Jen Ashton, and ESPN football analyst, Herm Edwards. Jen, let me begin with you. What do we know? What don't we know about what happened? Well, George, first of all, I mean, obviously everyone's thinking about um, him and his family. I think we're seeing and hearing a tremendous amount of speculation about what could cause a sudden cardiac arrest. I think the question is, was this a primary cardiac event, like an arrhythmia or a hit to the chest? Was it a primary neurologic event, blow to the head, which then caused a cardiac arrest or a combination? So the blow on its own could cause it. A blow to the chest, sure, that's called commodio cordis. A blow to the head, a s sudden traumatic brain injury, obviously also could cause it. But the bottom line is here, no one knows. What we do know is that there was a cardiac arrest on the field and that CPR was performed. Okay. It has something to do with the way the heart moves like a metromone, you know? And, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And if it's hit at that right it, moment, at that right yeah. second, where it's like in flight... That's what causes that. It, it reminds me of the stories of youth baseball pitchers right. getting a line drive back to the chest, and, you know, some kids have died that way. That sort of thing. I mean, the odds are astronomical that that can happen. So many things have to just be right. Yeah, because, I mean, those sorts of shots in football right. happen all the time. Yeah. So that, that's just sort of the odd thing. So we really don't know. That's why you're looking for this huge, violent hit. Yes. That doesn't exist. Well, and that was the thing, man, because I was I wanted to see how all the different media outlets were going to treat this this morning. And when I watched Fox, they wouldn't show the video, mm-hmm. which I thought was odd. And it, let's just say it wasn't one of those shots where you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, yeah. warning, this yeah. is violent. It was just your normal sort of football hit, at least to me it was. But it seemed like not only Fox... But the coverage last night, and I don't envy Susie Kolber Mm-mm. or Troy Aikman or Joe Buck that had to do the coverage. That's, that's a tough gig. But no one knew what to say, Yeah, it, which is to be expected. But you can't speculate. Everybody, I sensed fear of saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because Susie Kolber in 10 minutes went from now the players got to regain focus Yeah. to uh, once, I think it was... Was it Adam Schefter said they shouldn't play this game? Mm-hmm. Then she was kind of on board. Well, yeah, they probably shouldn't play the game. And, and we're only thinking about his health right now. So you're switching away. But that's tough to do in the, in the moment. I couldn't help but think last night when I'm watching this of Dale Earnhardt hitting the wall and dying. Because it, it wasn't a violent crash. I get what you're saying. He just like coasted into the wall and yeah. hit it. But it's the way he hit it and the fact that he snapped his neck. 
Yeah. I mean, but that it reminded me of that a little bit because you look for this violent crash. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. And same thing with this this last night. Anyway, well, here here's the whole other thing too. Okay, all right, whole different thing. Sure. And I don't know how many people are watching it. And like you said, it's not this big hit. And they're thinking, is this some sort of myocarditis oh, thing? Oh, sure. People thought that. Yeah, I heard yeah. from a lot of people last night that thought that. A lot of people listen to this show. Well, and none of us know if that's no, I don't play know. or not. But I know if you bring that up at all, you are shouted down fast. Oh, sure. Yeah. But we don't know. We don't have any idea. No. And, I mean, you've seen other people collapse for no reason or soccer players in different parts of the world and you're like all right is that part of that who knows man and i i say this because there is no evidence of heart disease here i mean there was no taking into surgery and and you know yeah that's, but that's I mean, th- that that's not what usually that kind of cardiac arrest is no that's it's what i'm saying yeah it's thing. a different yeah. thing right yeah. yeah so just more on that but a little bit later and we got a clip from joe buck too in the moment yeah that we'll get to as well. Um, David, there was an update uh, on the Ohio, or Ohio, Idaho college killer. This is strange. Yeah, this, this guy, guy. So so this guy, what's his name? Brian Koberger? Yeah. Is accused of murdering those college students in Idaho. And apparently he was going to school and had advanced degrees and was pursuing another advanced degree in studying serial killers. Yes. And so that was really weird that then they, they got him because of DNA. What, what It was the familiar match on those public DNA databases. Mm-hmm. The, like, you know, Ancestry or whatever that, that a lot of people do to try to find their family tree and their, their personal roots and whatnot. And they got a match and they tracked it to this guy who also happened to study under under the person who was... Uh, an expert on the BTK killing, and it's a, it's a very weird situation. And apparently, the guy's a nut job. I saw his public defender out there uh, saying, "Oh yeah, he's very calm and he's expecting to be exonerated." I mean, what's the lawyer going to say? <laughs> right? The lawyer's not going to say, "Yeah, he did it. He did it." Um, but he well, allegedly tried to expose himself and was taunting guards from where he because he drove across the country. He drove to Pennsylvania. Yes. Um, and, so, and then you have, the, well, there was this story I saw it in the New York Post, and I think it originally came from Daily Mail, that he was just, as you would guess, acting bizarre um, in the Monroe County Jail. So you had someone say he said to, you know, different people around him, including, you know, some of the guards there, you come in here and I'll cut you. I'll pee in your face. Do what you want with me. I don't give a bleep. Okay. So sometimes you can see somebody's, you know, mugshot, and you'll think, okay, just some deranged guy. And then this just takes it to another level, if that's even possible. Just strange. I'm glad they finally caught the guy. It was amazing to me how many people were following that story so closely. Yeah. And it is, I don't know, man, it's kind of weird because it's almost like this 48 hours type of programming that's happening in real time. People want to know answers and the truth and, you know, all that stuff. Um, I know it's New Year's. Uh, A lot of people, we talked about so many times, resolutions. Some people hate resolutions. I did see a piece in the Wall Street Journal. There are anti-resolutions. That's a new thing. I have not heard of this before. I don't know if you guys had. I have not heard of this. I have not heard it either. Okay. 
Um, but I'm all I'm all ears on this one. One would be uh, just don't even think about the big lofty goals. Okay, give yourself some freedom. Oh, I gave so, up that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that ship sailed. Yeah. Stop weighing yourself is what they say. Okay. What's a, a, what, why the crinkled nose there, David? Well, I, I don't know. That can be a real motivator to weigh yourself. I'm, I mean, but it makes people feel bad. I don't agree with this well, piece, by the way. I mean, good. That's that's what you're supposed to do. You you know you you realize that you've packed on ten pounds in the last two months or whatever. All right, time to hit the treadmill. I mean, yeah, that's a good. They thing. They say if people weigh yourself too much, your self esteem goes down, and then you feel bad about yourself and you sabotage yourself. Well. I mean, within reason, don't don't weigh yourself six times a day. I mean, but make a time once a week to go track where you are. Well, you know, different parts of this whole piece I was reading sort of made sense to me. Like, if you're a night owl, don't worry about it so much. Getting enough sleep is important, but when you go to bed, as long as it works with your schedule, yeah. don't worry about being a night owl. Okay, that sounds fine. You don't have to be up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. to have, you know, a productive life. Um, but stop weighing yourself. Hmm. I don't know. Or stop wasting money on fitness. Oh, ah, I, that mm. seems like bad advice to me. Well, I, I mean, it just depends on what you mean by wasting money on. Are you talking about you know that rowing machine that is actually now just a clothing a clothing rack? Then yeah, stop buying machinery if you're not willing to take a ten minute walk outside around in the neighborhood. But well, or if you're going to join a health club, you know, don't don't rely on the price tag to motivate you. Is what they're saying. Well, I think you get it, and then you don't go, and it's a waste of money. Then yeah, there is. Well, there was a comedian years ago, and I can't remember for the life of me who it was. Well, get who, accountability. Who, <laughs> who had talked about that, uh, saying like, "Yeah, I have a gym membership. I never go, but every month it's there as a reminder. I consider it my right. fat guy tax." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, true. here's one for you, Scott. Stop worrying that you don't have enough friends. Just stop worrying about that. Well, as long as I got two. <laughs> Well, he always says, I don't have any friends. Well, I don't have you any have, friends. You have us. I got you guys. Yeah. Isn't that all you need? And a couple other people. <laughs> no, that's all I need for sure. Yeah. All right. More on the uh, football game from last night and what Joe Buck is getting ripped on for. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You have a piece of audio, David. Yeah, well, I mean, the NFL has taken heat for the way that they handled the uh, DeMar Hamlin situation on Monday Night Football. The guy collapses. He's in CPR, uh, getting CPR for several minutes. They wind up taking him to the hospital where they stabilized him. He's still in critical condition. Uh, but they're taking heat because they didn't call the game quickly enough. They didn't just officially suspend the game uh, quickly mm -hmm. enough. Now, the league has denied that, but someone put together a little montage of Joe Buck saying that the players would be back on the field in five minutes. Roll it. The two head coaches you can see got together, and they'll have five minutes to warm up. They've been given five minutes to, quote-unquote, get ready to go back to playing. That's the word we get from the league and the word we get from down on the field, but nobody's moving. We got the update that within five minutes, these players were going to start playing football again. Players were being told that they would have five minutes to get back ready for play. So he's getting ripped on, but isn't that what he was told? Yeah, that's what he was told. I mean, I, I don't think he's the one getting ripped on more just the NFL in general. Okay. 
But, yeah, I mean, I think it was a chaotic situation and no one knew what the hell was going on. Well, you don't freelance that. No. I mean, you don't just say it. No, he was told. Right. Well, I'll give the NFL this. They they didn't know what they were dealing with. Mm -hmm. Okay? I'll go that far. At the same time, then it took an hour. That was just too long to me. Especially once you knew that the guy had left the stadium and what they sort of revived him. There was a report from a sports reporter uh, in Cincinnati that said, well, the word is he had a pulse, um, but was not awake. So you you didn't know what yeah. was going on, but you could tell by looking at the players, they weren't going to be able to play. Then we heard today he was awake. Yeah, and I don't know what that meant either. That was from the family spokesperson. Yeah, that he had been awake, and then they sedated him because they had to put in a breathing tube. Yeah, so, it's interesting, man. <sighs> and they do that. That's regular operating procedure. Yeah. Which sounds odd, but that's true. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this earlier. I was looking for a few updates, and sometimes if you go on Twitter, you'll get something from like 14 hours ago. Yeah. Right? I just saw Jason Whitlock had tweeted last night. <laughs> Is something to the degree of ESPN is being held hostage. They are scared to discuss this issue. And that's the thing. You can't just have this conversation free-flowing because everyone's afraid to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And the other thing is, especially, you can't make the NFL look bad when you're ESPN right. or ABC or NBC because you carry the games. It's It was a very stilted conversation. Yes. Well, and I... And heard, you're right about goose-stepping. I mean, they all were. Yeah, you know, talking about, well, in the NFL, they, they've done the right thing here. Okay, I think it was Herm Edwards that was on ABC this morning, the old coach from the Jets, mm-hmm. saying, and uh, good timing, and I'm paraphrasing, from the NFL. It was like, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure about that, but anyway. I wonder if the players just said, we're not going back out. It's we're not going to wait around for this call. Just yeah. tell them we're not going back out there. That's possible. Yeah. All right. It's one of those things we won't know everything that happened for a little while right. yet. Obviously, hope and pray that Hamlin's okay. Um, man, we don't have much time to get into this story of this woman pushing the three-year-old onto the tracks uh. in Portland. Oh, my goodness. This is so infuriating. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, this homeless woman, northeast Portland, just runs up and pushes a three-year-old onto the tracks. She's been charged, by the way, now. Uh, rained this morning. All I could hear in my head after seeing that was Robbins in my mind saying, okay, electric bleachers. Well, oh, yeah. immediately. Yeah, immediately. Right away. Not yes. going to mess around with this one. Nope. Another round of COVID on the way. Got that to get to and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. Scott Robbins, the Sexy Boomer. Okay. No, any uh, update so far on Damar Hamlin, mm-hmm. the Bills 
same as we had talked about before, at least for right now. Uh, hearing more and more about the new COVID variant. The new sub-variant. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, all new for 2023. It has seated seats. Yeah, yeah sweet. <laughs> mm. you, really? You're on, on the toilet more? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just said that. Oh, okay. Less no, no, no. It was just a funny joke. <laughs> okay. Uh I All right, so Bluetooth comes with it. <laughs> so the vaccine doesn't stop the transmission of this one. Uh, no, well, of of really any of the variants, right? I mean, no. that's what that's what we've learned. It just doesn't do that. Uh, and fewer and fewer people are getting their COVID vaccine boosters because most people, quite frankly, probably don't need them. Uh, you know, the elderly, otherwise at risk. Yeah, you know, doctors tend to say that's a pretty good idea. But it's not something a majority of people need. And if you don't know what any potential long-term downsides are, why do you go out and get a shot every six months if you're really not in the age group or in the risk category that would necessitate it? doesn't really make any sense. You know what's amazing? If you would have said that a year ago, Mm -hmm. what would have happened? Oh, anti-vaxxer. Not only that, didn't we get booted off of Facebook for a little bit? Because part of our podcast mentioned something like that. Wasn't that the deal? It was a, uh, we got flagged. Flagged, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, for saying like. Scott runs the Facebook part like of the Facebook show. Well, I remember it was something. Yeah. We got flagged. Let us yeah, get the, <laughs> get the truth. On, yeah. That's on our show bio now. Sweet. <laughs> well, Dr. Zeke Emanuel, the Obamacare guy, he was on MSNBC. And the host, Katty Kay, by the way, this was hilarious. She said she was shocked and appalled that her children didn't get the boosters. And they're like 17 and 20 or something like that. I mean, young adults. And uh, here's his response. And it kind of takes the wind, the wind out of her sails. Wow. Okay, roll it. You know, we keep thinking vaccines are going to prevent getting COVID. They don't prevent getting COVID. What they prevent is serious illness, hospitalization, and death. And young people think they're invincible. And yes, Mm -hmm. they are at lower risk from COVID, but that's not zero risk. There are only two things that really can prevent transmission of COVID, the COVID virus. One is a good mask, an N95 mask, and wearing it, especially in crowded <laughs> situations on airplanes and transportation. And the other is... Okay, hold on. <laughs> you started cracking up yeah. at the N95. Why is that? Well, now it's like, yeah, we're, we're going back to the masks, okay? We're, that, that's what we need to do. That's going to stop the transmission, okay? Right. Yeah. I'll give this to Zeke. At least he's saying it's the N95. Because they weren't even saying that. They were talking about cloth masks. Yeah. Like, what, 15% efficacy, something like that? Anyway, go ahead. And the other is better indoor ventilation. Unfortunately, we've gotten to a situation where neither of them seem to be a very high priority uh, to reduce the transmission. Uh, And I think that's where we're at. Putting every emphasis on vaccines is not going to solve this problem. Okay. So, so it's the masks and it's the ventilation. Although we just saw at the end of the year, all of these schools that got all of this COVID money and very few dollars went to ventilation. I I mean, that's the thing. When he says we don't have it, we haven't made that a priority. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Taxpayers footed the bill for hundreds of billions of dollars to upgrade HVAC systems in public schools. And it hasn't been spent to do that. So... What are you yes. talking about? Robbins, when you hear what Zeke just said, honestly, what are your honest thoughts? 
My honest thoughts are this, and it's being backed up now by more and more research, is that we are creating these vaccines, and this this disease is figuring out a way around it, much like bacteria-resistant antibiotics were. Yes. That it's going to, it figures out a way to evade the current vaccine. But I guess I could push back on that and say the leaders knew when they released the first vaccine that you could very likely still get COVID. They well, just didn't true. tell people. They knew it from the trials. Yeah. But, I, but we I, found that out I later. I hate this constant drumbeat, though. Yes. I mean, it's just, dude, enough already. People are worn out. Well, isn't there something to this, too? Because in China, or follow me for a second, in China, again, you you have this mass, you know, we think spread going on and trying to figure out, okay, do we limit people coming in from China back into the United States again? And Biden's in a tough spot when it comes to that because he called Trump xenophobic. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, well, you got to test negative before you come in. That's not exactly a shutdown. Yeah. But in China, the reason there's such a problem is you have such low herd immunity because there were so many lockdowns. Yeah. Yes. And we knew from the get-go the overwhelming number of young people that, you know, would get sick from COVID but not go to the hospital or not die was overwhelming. What was it, 0.003% or something? I don't have it in front of me, but it was incredibly low. But that's the real story, isn't it? That somehow this thing is going to keep coming around, and it sucks because if you're immunocompromised or elderly, you really have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying be flippant about it if you're younger and healthy, but more than likely, it's not going to affect you terribly if you do get it. You still have to live your life, don't you? Yeah. Of course you do. But they just keep piling vaccine on top of vaccine on top of vaccine. But that's not the answer. No, it's not. And by the way, do what in your mind right now, David, before we move on, the way you understand it, if you are immunocompromised or elderly with the boosters that people have been getting, are there studies that really do prove that that keeps you out of the hospital or keeps you from dying? When you look at excess mortality, yeah, that, that okay. it, it does tend to be lower in higher vaxxed communities okay so and and when you hear excess mortality you're generally talking about older or sicker people and so this is right. i to me it is kind of a uh, I, I know you get shouted down for this too but i think most of society needs to be at the point where eh, treat it like a bad flu season and yes if if you are somebody who is at a higher risk the onus is on you to protect yourself because these and, vaccines are not actually preventing transmission. Right. But they can help you if you're elderly or immunocompromised. That's what it seems like right now. That's what it seems like. Yeah. But again, man, you bring it up a lot, David, and we'll get to more of it later. They've lost the trust yeah. of the people. Medical, CDC, FDA, on it goes. All right, there's other stuff that we got to get to today. story out there but it caught your attention david what's your story today this is it's a tragic story but it is crazy a ground crew worker at montgomery regional airport in alabama was killed by being sucked into the engine of a parked plane 
I saw the headline. Dude. The NTSB says the plane was parked at the gate, the engine was running, and there is like a cone that you're supposed to stay out of, this sort of zone around the engine when it's running, because otherwise you get... The, the actual technical term is ingested into the engine. Wow. I'd never even heard of that. I'd never heard of that that phrasing at all, but it looked it up, and sure enough, I mean, I looked at some uh, uh, literature from Boeing, where they show this big cone of, like, no-go zone. Do, do not go in this particular area of the engine, because otherwise, their words are, you will be ingested by the engine. Holy smokes, man. That's an attention grabber. Uh, yes, it is. Boy, howdy. What's your story, Scott? Gosh, well, Adam Kinzinger, it's a reason for celebration today. <laughs> it's 2023. Are we done with this guy? We are I now. We're done. We are officially done with Adam Kinzinger. Right. He is done now. Out you go. See you later. He tweeted out, thank you, Illinois 16. Good luck, Kevin. Kinzinger out. That was his final tweet. <laughs> Uh, and there's a meme of him okay. carrying Liz Cheney out. He's holding her, walking out the door with her. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did hear from somebody this weekend, is a friend of mine, that he was in Illinois over the holidays, and this guy ran into him at a gas station. Yeah. And he said something about his future endeavors. And I mention this only because David's here. He Now, he allegedly said to this guy, I'm leaving Illinois and moving to Texas. Uh-oh. Is that a joke or are you serious? No, it's not a joke. <laughs> he wouldn't be the first. Stay out of my state, crybaby. <laughs> Come on. Somebody alert the governor today. That needs to stop. Build the wall. <laughs> Greg Abbott's going to send him a, uh, a nice little charter bus and drop him off outside of Kamala's place. Uh, for my story today, it's... Uh... Well, it's not really a Celine Dion story. Um, it's a Rolling Stones story. I saw it at Fox News. I saw it at some other places. They've listed their 200 best singers of all time. And a lot of people are feeling like Celine Dion got the shaft because she's nowhere in the top 200 yeah, of how all is, time. How is Paul Westerberger the replacements on there and Celine Dion isn't? I mean, you can like one or the other, but come on, man. Uh... Yeah, people all over online are saying this is a snub. Rolling Stone hasn't responded, but in the intro to their list, they said, keep in mind that this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. In all cases, what mattered most to us was originality, influence, the depth of an artist's catalog, and the breadth of their musical legacy. Oh, more nonsense from Rolling Stone. Okay. I'll give you who's in the top, oh, say, 10. All right. And then I'll just get your reaction from the top 10. Is okay. Lizzo in the top 10? Nope. Okay. Is Freddie Mercury in the top 10? Did I say I was going to give you the top 10? Okay, go ahead. That's probably going to well, answer itself, right? All right, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Aretha Franklin. First. Yeah, well, I go with Whitney that. Houston. Uh, yep. Sam Cooke. Yep. Billie Holiday. Okay. Mariah Carey. Yeah. Ray Charles. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. Beyonce, Otis Redding, Al Green. There is your top ten. Comments? Wow. Questions? What? What? 
I well, I mean, absolutely no disrespect to the top ten people on there, but because uh, certainly there are some legends on that. But boy, this does reek of liberal woke white Rolling Stone guy trying to seem important by listing mostly black people. Dude, this scene played out 27 years ago in a movie. I'm not black people! I'm not black people! <laughs> Holy mackerel! I thought, David, thank you for putting into words what I would have said more, I'm just much more awkwardly. Like, I would you have are, said it. I mean, this is like that scene from the movie Get Out where the dad's talking to the black guy and he goes, hey, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could have. That's what it seems like to me. Yes. Um... This will be a fun little uh, part of this story. See if you can guess the first... I'm looking again to make sure. The first white singer on the list. If you had to guess. By name or number? Uh, by name. I'll say Barbara Streisand. No. Um, I would, I would guess Elton John. Okay. Now, go along with your theme for a second. Okay. Woke white people making the list, yeah. right? <laughs> the woke oh, animal. I should have seen that coming from a mile <laughs> away. John Lennon? Really? And then it's Patsy Cline and Freddie Mercury. That's uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 is Bob Dylan. Mm. <laughs> uh I'm looking for Robert Plant anywhere in the top 25. Oh, no! Dude, if you're talking about vocal range and influence, oh my gosh, man, the lemon squeezer is like number one. <laughs> Dude! This is, it's, it's laughable. Rolling Stone continues their path to irrelevance. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They got past the city limits a long time ago. Okay. Much more to get to, including someone else in critical condition. Straight ahead. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm not seeing any update on DeMar Hamlin. Suffered the injury last night and well went into cardiac arrest. CPR. It's in critical yeah. and sedated. You know, I just saw a comment that makes a lot of sense, and I noticed this last night. And I know over time you've heard different politicians, especially from the left, saying, don't want to hear anything about your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. But that was pretty universal last night. Well, sure it was. Everybody's saying, sure pray for this guy. That's really interesting you bring that up because I noticed it too. It was very noticeable to me that all of a sudden a lot of people were asking for prayers. Not only that, but I didn't hear any blowback to that last no, I, night. No, I didn't either. That, I guess that's my point moving forward. It was just like, wow, it was universal. Yes, which speaks to something about our nature. Kind of does, doesn't well, it? Well, I mean, if you just look at percentages, a high number of people believe in God, or at least a God, mm -hmm. a higher power. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you wouldn't guess that the way media treats a whole lot of stories. But you could see it, and it's still all over the place. People are like, please pray for this guy. Well, we live in the love and light 
generation. Thoughts and thoughts, you know, good thoughts. Yes, I saw someone that said that. Yeah. And then you wonder, what do thoughts do for you? Exactly. I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Renner, also in critical condition. Did you hear about this? Golly, yeah. yeah. From Mayor of Kingstown, Hurt Locker, The Town. What a great movie. But he was involved in an accident while plowing snow at his place in Nevada. Apparently, he uh, is receiving excellent care and his family's with him, and he is in critical but stable condition. But his rep said, I thought it was something to do with his legs early on because he said there was a massive amount of bleeding. But his rep said he suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. Somehow it ended up on him. Blau, the way I understand it. And he was the only involved party. So, man, oh, man. So keeping an eye on that as well. And I think it's okay to throw some prayers Jeremy Renner's way as well. By the way, have you seen Mayor of Kingstown? I've heard mixed. I've heard no. a lot of people really dig that show. Always gets a lot of promo during Yellowstone. Which the very ending scene of that season finale, what was that? I don't know. And more on that later. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, a lot of the talk today is about DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills Mm -hmm. and his condition. And as far as we know, there's no update. He is still in critical condition, Mm. um, was sedated, um, getting help breathing. But the family correspondent said he was awake before he was sedated. But I'm not quite sure what that meant. What did you take that as, David? I thought, you know, he was conscious... But then they had to put a breathing tube in, and so they put him under. And he did say that the family was in good spirits. Yeah. So honestly, that's the best news that I've heard. Yeah. Because every other piece of information we're getting doesn't sound good at all. You get what I'm saying? You're right. No, I agree with you. Yeah. And I mean, that was the thing this morning, looking at the different coverage of what had happened, you know, last night, and then where is Hamlin at now? NBC, they bring on their medical correspondent, who is John Torres, and this is what he had to say. And Savannah, we don't know exactly what happened. We don't know exactly his health condition prior to this, but assuming he's a healthy athlete like most of them are in the NFL, the one condition a lot of experts are looking at is something called commotio cordis. That's Latin for agitation of the heart. And essentially what happens is when the heart gets hit, you get hit over the chest with a certain amount of energy at a very specific time in the heart cycle when the electricity is flowing from one side of the heart to the other from top to bottom, then that can trigger this cardiac arrest. And this is a very rare occurrence. Since 1995, around the mid-90s, there's only been 200 cases of this in the United States, but it can be a lethal condition like we're seeing here happening. You know, getting CPR there, that timing of getting it there is extremely important. So having CPR on hand, having those defibrillators on hand is what saved his life. Okay. Golly. I mean, 
that's one of those weird, the odds are so against anything like that ever happening to anyone. Absolutely. And there's so many things that have to come together to make that happen. I mean, it's crazy. But again, they don't know that's what happened. That's yeah. it's speculation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At this point, it's all speculation. There's also a thinking that, oh, what if you know his neck snapping back was, again, at just the right angle, right? That basically froze the electric system in his brain, and that would obviously start or stop the heart. But they didn't mention any head trauma. No, but it might. If it's a spinal cord thing, then it wouldn't yeah. be head trauma so much as it is just again the brain bounces around in a weird way and shuts off the lights for a second, which is enough to stop your heart. I well, mean, as you're all... watching it last night, you know, I think it goes without saying we're not medical professionals. No. <laughs> so you're just a regular jamoke trying to figure out what's going on. And the weird thing to me was the angle of when Hamlin is tackling. T. Higgins of the Bengals. Higgins has that forward motion, forward motion going with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like it's a light hit. No. But it's not like some of the hits that you see. Right. But when they, when the correspondent there, Torres from NBC, is talking about you hit the chest right at the right you know, moment, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. it didn't look like a square blow to the chest. No, I mean, some it, of this... It looked like it was almost underneath the helmet. That's texting my buddy Big Kev, who's a big Bengals fan last night, and, you know, with a text between buddies, you don't worry about sounding stupid. <laughs> like, I should be right now. Is about, <laughs> I'm about to say this. I'm like, I have no idea. Is it possible he got in the helmet to his neck? I don't know. You're, you're just trying to figure it out. And then, you know, at the same time, you know, it certainly entered my mind, and you'll get called the anti-vaxxer for it, and you're like, does he have inflammation of the heart? Could that have been something with that? You've heard stories about that. Yeah. Anti-vaxxer! No, man, you're just trying to figure out what what could that be because you see hits like that in the NFL yeah. pretty much all the time. Yeah. But then sometimes weird things happen at weird yeah. times. Yes. I mean, there was yeah. that story from 2017. It was a uh, lady in France. She's a, a fitness or wellness blogger who there was a, a can of whipped cream or something that exploded, and it killed her. It hit her in the chest, and Gee. it and she died. Right. And it was the same thing that we just heard John Torres and so many others, and, I mean, mention. I mean, it's just at that exact perfect time, if something happens, and especially if you don't have someone on hand to give you CPR, to give you the defibrillator, all that, mm-hmm. then you're dead because – the electricity shut off in your brain, right. and your your heart isn't working on its own anymore. And the timing of that from one ventricle to another is caught between when initially it yes. happens. I mean, it just boggles your mind. It really does. So keeping an eye on that. But right now he's in critical, right? Yes. They're not saying critical, but stable, just critical. Correct. Critical, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 60 Minutes. David, what is this story about some doomsday cultist? Dude, okay, so they had some scary stuff on the other night. I don't know if you happened to see it, talking about how we're all going to die because of global warming. Uh, To hype this up, they talked to this guy named Paul uh, Ehrlich. He's an author and professor who's been wrong about almost everything. Oh, my goodness. You know what, dude? Before we even play this. So (laughs) I saw 60 Minutes come on, and I saw the stories they were promoting. Yeah. And all I could think was... These are three fake news stories. Yes. 
And I didn't even watch it. But it's like a lot of this stuff, there's a totally different opinion out there than what they're selling. Yeah, so so this is – I'll just go through the resume before we hear the clip and, and you hear Scott Pelley being very, uh, very – serious about okay. this very serious researcher. Uh, this is the same guy who predicted that we'd be rationing food in the United States by 1980. By the year 2000, the UK will just be a small group of islands inhabited by 70 million starving people. In 2014, he suggested that hunger would be so widespread that we might be resorting to cannibalism. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, this guy is actually a doomsday cultist. Who happens to work at Stanford, and wow. and and sixty minutes just uncritically parrots his talking points. It's crazy to hear this. All right, roll it. You know that there is no political will to do any of the things that you're recommending. I know there's no political will to do any of the things that I'm concerned with, which is exactly why I and the vast majority of my colleagues think we're we've had it that the next few decades will be the end of the kind of civilization we're used to hold on vast majority of your colleagues yeah that name them yep receipts yes please that's what we need now yep in the 50 years since Ehrlich's population bomb humanity's feasting on resources has tripled we're already consuming 175 percent of what the earth can regenerate yep and, you know, Scott Pelley, you know, you talk so much about how fossil fuels bad and all this kind of stuff. You know why we don't have widespread starvation and death and cannibalism like this guy thought we would? Because fossil fuels, man. <laughs> because, I, mean, I mean, that's yeah. that's why the Earth doesn't have to regenerate a lot of this stuff on its own. We can do it with the technology we have. But then you're going to kill the planet quicker, David. Well, yeah. I mean, th this guy, I the, know, man. the population bomb that came out in the 70s, this thing yes. is like the Bible for the, for the doomsday climate change preppers. Um, but again, he's been wrong about almost everything. Popular thought today from the intellectuals is we're going to be suffering from lack of population. Right. That's the thing, man. It all kind of goes together in that we can't trust these people anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like the Hamlin story in the NFL. You know you can't trust the NFL. We've learned that over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't trust anybody medical when you're talking about well, a whole number of things. And that's sad, man. But, if you're but they've the, done that to themselves. You know, the sports metaphor here is appropriate because if you're 1 in 15 one year, you're owing 16 the next, and then one in 15 again. You don't get asked to come back and coach. <laughs> this guy, they just keep bringing him back to the table. The doomsday guy? Yeah, you're like wrong 100 times. So what? 101st will be the right one. Wait, are you, are you saying that it isn't appropriate for me to bring a steak knife to a funeral? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, dang. Right. Or the A1, David. Keep right. it in your pocket, okay? Golly. Well, maybe it's that you, the sports analogy doesn't play, maybe. You have to think of it as entertainment, okay? Okay. Not many people like what this person's selling. He's put out another crappy album, but there is an audience that's rabid. Yeah. Okay? And, yeah. Th and they're loyal. And they'll put them on a pedestal whenever they can. I suppose there's enough box office receipts to keep you floating for a I, while. I suppose, man. Holy. Did you see, totally switching gears here, the suspect in the attack on the three New York City police officers on New Year's Eve? It's a teenager, 19-year-old. 
you see anything no, about this? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder why Scott didn't see anything about this, David. Well, it's crazy, man. I mean, I, I, I saw it a little bit on the morning news shows today. But, uh, yeah, this dude with a machete uh, is now charged with attempted murder. Uh, and he had been, well, he's, he, he, he was radicalized online. Radical Islamic terrorist. Oh, you can't say that. No, well, that, that's what he is. Yeah, I know. But sometimes when it doesn't fit a narrative, mm-hmm. all of a sudden those stories go away. But to be fair, attacks on cops haven't been covered all that much in the last right. couple of years, really, anyway. Uh, somebody got suspended. College football announcer. What'd they say, yeah. David? Uh, North Carolina State uh, football radio announcer Gary Hahn was suspended indefinitely because of a comment he made while announcing the, the scores from other games. He was uh, calling the game at the Duke Mayo Bowl. Yeah, oh, uh, and he. <laughs> there are too many bowl games. I think oh, yeah. Yeah. I love college football, but there are way too many bowl games. Duke Mayo Bowl, uh, and he uh, came up. He was going around, you know, giving the other scores from around the the country, and he uh, came upon the Sun Bowl in El Paso. Well, oh. the Sun Bowl, and amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA fourteen and Pittsburgh six. That's with eleven fifteen to go. In the second quarter, let's go to the sidelines. Tony Haynes. <laughs> Just casual. Now, this is one of those things that I know that as as broadcasters, sometimes you got a line and you think, hey, this could be kind of funny. And then you're like, well, it may not be worth the headache. That yeah, I don't know if it's a good yeah. enough line to be worth the headache. But, you know, at the same time, the Sun Bowl did cancel its annual fan fest because the city's convention center is being used to house migrants. Yes. So, yes. There was no lie there. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I understand some people, hey, he, but he said illegal aliens. <laughs> that makes people upset. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, he didn't lie. That's true. So it's suspended but not fired. Mm-hmm. Ah, I bet he, if he had it all to do over again, what would he do? Has he come out and apologized yet? We'll keep an eye <laughs> on that. Yeah, he He'd probably really make, sorry. A, make, a, uh, make a joke about one of the team's defenses building a wall. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's excellent. just my attitude. If somebody goes after me for a, for a maybe not great joke, I just want to up the ante all the time. Absolutely. Let me actually make this offensive. <laughs> I can get better. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a chance, man. Come on. Oh, did you hear some of the words that uh, need to be banished? They do this every year. Okay. One of them is goat. Goat? Yeah. I think you know why. Mm. We'll get to that in a news update straight ahead right here. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of other things going on today. Uh, not a lot of talk about this, but interesting. Prosecutor in the Virgin Islands was fired just days after he sued a major bank over ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. David. Yeah, isn't that a crazy story? So the governor fires her, doesn't really say why. Um, and it just so happens that Joe Biden was visiting. 
Hmm. Well, <laughs> so the governor there, Albert Bryan, announces, yes, the firing of Attorney General Denise George in this brief statement. I relieved Denise George of her duties as Attorney General this weekend. I thank her for her service to the people of the territory during the past four years as Attorney General and wish her the best in her future endeavors. Yeah. Yeah, so so she had just started, uh, well, she had just alleged that J.P. Morgan turned a blind eye to the Epstein sex trafficking ring. Yes. And so... Again, I mean, the, the Joe Biden visiting the area, I don't really know if that has anything to do with any of this. But it is very interesting that you have a situation where she goes after a major financial institution for not really, I don't know, doing some legwork when it comes to some of the shadier things that Jeffrey Epstein was doing. And all of a sudden she's out of a job. It is odd, too, that Ghislaine Maxwell in jail for sex trafficking yeah to no one yes first person to ever be sentenced to sex trafficking to non-existent clients weird very strange (laughs) wow that's that's an episode of a law show right there that's a movie (laughs) starring matthew mcconaughey yeah but it's not going to be made for another 30 years because we're not going to know right you're not yeah it's weird you would never go to prison for a murder when there was no murder victim exactly it's very odd. Hmm. Uh, they do this every year. Lake Superior State University of Michigan. Annual list of words and phrases that need to be banished. Here we go. For the new year. The first is goat. It is a goat. Uh, greatest of all time. Yes. It's a little overused. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if it went away. No. Nope. Okay. Inflection point is second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites, though. That really is just such a play-for-time phrase, isn't it? We're really at an inflection point. And I think it's a great phrase, but yeah, it is. I've heard too many middle managers use it. <laughs> inflection point. <laughs> quiet quitting. Yeah. That feels like it's just getting warmed up. Well, it's the, the quiet quitting thing, I mean, they invent new terms for things that have invented, have existed, I mean, since work started. I mean, quiet quitting is just kind of doing the bare minimum. Yes. <laughs> I guess in a way, though, it kind of summarizes what we've all seen yeah. from different people. Yeah, except they call it quiet jobbing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Number four is gaslighting. Yeah. That was also word of the year for Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> that was used a lot because yeah. it needed to be used a lot. There was no other word that was more appropriate. Well, it, what's weird is the left seem to be using it a lot Mm -hmm. from like 2017 through 2020 or so and then it was picked up by the right and now people are saying cancel it right well that chick from the from the dixie chicks remember she wrote a song called gaslighter about donald trump yep that's right that's right and uh number five was moving forward (laughs) why do we care so much what happened we're moving forward we're moving forward that's forget those facts in the past in the past this is the markley van camp and robin show Biggest story of the day, David, would be? Uh, probably just keeping an eye on what happened in Monday Night Football last night. Damar Hamlin. Uh, as far as I can tell, no update on his condition. Still critical. Uh, it is just shocking to see a guy in, involved in what didn't look like a very violent collision. I mean, it would knock me on my butt, but I'm just a pasty, out-of-shape guy, uh, not a professional athlete. And so just wondering what the heck happened. Yeah, especially when he got up, 
yeah. stood there for a second and then collapsed. And, you know, again, a lot of speculation. There are different medical experts that are talking about what could have happened with that blow to the chest. So keeping an eye on that. Um, update there. And votes in the House straight ahead. Markley, I'm the Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Um, still no update as far as DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. And critical. Jeez. Um, and just waiting for an update and obviously hoping and praying for good news there. I've noticed this, and, you know, we played a couple of clips from some medical experts, at least the correspondence that some of the networks bring in. Saying that could happen with a direct blow to the chest or even a blow to the head. Mm -hmm. All these things are possible, and we don't know. And I think all of them basically said the truth is we just don't know. Uh, Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all speculation until we find out more. Okay. So my question, from your news background, David, I'll ask you first. Is it irresponsible to say... I wonder if there was anything with myocarditis or spike proteins that could have been involved in that. Is that irresponsible? Are you the scum of the effing earth, if you say that? I, I don't think so. I mean, from some of the commentators on the, in the Twitterverse and whatnot, it's almost like they're, they're really banking on it being the vaccine, which is kind of weird to me. But if you know that heart inflammation is an issue, and then if, if it goes unchecked, it could cause cardiac arrest in rare cases or whatever. No matter what, it's a rare case here, so I don't think it's irresponsible to talk about it. You can talk about, you know, if you want to ask the medical experts, hey, how likely is it or how unlikely is it? That's fair conversation because the reality is people do actually wonder about that. They do. Well, yeah, I, I think everybody who watched it last night, we found out it was, I thought it was cardiac arrest right away. Because I texted my daughter. I said, I think a guy just had a heart attack on the field. And then she turned it on and said, wow. But caused you did, by? You, caused by. I didn't know what. But it. going through the minds of a lot of people watching it, you can't tell me somebody. Yeah. A lot of people went, well, I wonder if he's vaccinated. Well, dude, That's all I'm saying. But the, here's what's going on as far as social media. And I understand it's social media. Like David said, you have people convinced that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The truth is we don't know. I'm not convinced of anything, but I, I think but, it's it's to think that is not wrong, or at least have the thought passing through your brain. Or the question. It's just a question. Right. Yeah. And, man, but you can't even have the question. Hateful manga jerk. And it's way worse than that. But this oh, yeah. isn't a 90-year-old guy in a wheelchair at an airport. I mean, this is a 24-year-old professional athlete. Healthy. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. And myocarditis has been underreported. Not just this country. Right. Several others. And I'm not... Listen, if I had to bet on it, which is kind of a sick thought, but I I would think 
and hope that that was not it. Well, yeah, because it was right after a blow like that. Yeah. When I've seen different soccer players that just drop, they're running around and all of a sudden they just collapse. Mm-hmm. So what was it about the shot, the tackle, that caused it? I have no idea. But to ask the question doesn't seem out of line. But no, some people take it that way today. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to other things. Speaking of vaccines, who was shocked and appalled their kids didn't want more? Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, a lot of younger people are not interested in getting the COVID boosters over and over and over again. Uh, And it's remarkable that people in in the media bubble don't seem to understand why. And it's because, I mean, younger people can read. (laughs) They have access to all the information you do. And they didn't get news from you. (laughs) Right. And so then they can, you know, make a decision for themselves. Hey, there really isn't much, if any, of an upside. If I'm still going to get COVID, then what does it matter? I'm at a tiny, tiny risk for serious complications from it. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, MSNBC's Caddy K, though, actually called out her own kids. Wow. Okay, let's hear this. You hear how tough it is inside hospitals at the moment and the, and the fears of new variants mixed with flu that is coming on. And you would think that the country would respond by saying, okay, we will make sure we are all up to date on all of our vaccines. But I had a strange conversation with my 22-year-old, my 16-year-old last night, and I said, okay, I've booked you in for COVID updates. You're both back for the holidays. You're going to get your boosters. And both of them said, no, we don't want to. We've had enough vaccines and we don't think we need them. How can you... I, I was sort of shocked and appalled <laughs> no you should really look in the mirror well well also why are you booking a doctor's appointment for your 22 year old kid that just seems yeah. weird to me i don't know i could be out of line there but... no i had that caught my attention too helicoptering a little bit 22 yeah Damn. so back from college i guess senior mm-hmm. i'm yeah. guessing don't know maybe that sort of thing oh you're irresponsible let me take care of this for you the kid says, no, thanks. I don't want any more. Well, <laughs> again, the research that's come out for people under 30, you really don't need it unless you have some sort of comorbidity. Mm-hmm. There's something else wrong with you. If you're otherwise healthy, there's not much upside. Am I selling that wrong? I'm just like, that's my takeaway well, from it, all the research that I've read. Yeah, if you're going to get it, you'll you'll. You're still, or you still could get COVID. Doesn't, doesn't stop anything there, and you're probably going to be fine with COVID anyway. I think why, you, why, that's why several countries right. have said we recommend yeah. if you're under 30, don't get it. There's I, more risk getting the vaccine than not. And I, and I think at the end of the day, it comes down to one, trusting or having a trusted doctor that you go to that can sort of walk you through what your actual health situation is, and it also involves being very realistic about how healthy you actually are. Um, And so those things really matter, and you need to be brutally honest with yourself when making this decision. But for most younger people, not really all that necessary. No. Since when do parents have to be involved in a person's medical decision a child's? They should be able to make that decision (laughs) on their own. (laughs) Well, isn't that a great point? Yep. By the way, speaking of that, but totally switching gears to the Gender issue. Remember in the UK, they shut down their big gender-affirming care facility, Tavistock. That was in July. Apparently more than 8,000 teens are awaiting services in the UK. 
as far as puberty blockers or some sort of surgery. Yeah, but saw that at Daily Wire. But it's not a, uh, it's not a social contagion. You see, it's actually... <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's only up. Where is it in the story? Sixty-seven um, percent since October twenty twenty. Just all of a sudden, all these kids are like, you know what? I'm in the wrong body. Yeah. Yeah. That just happens. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, it, it doesn't happen like that. That is called a social contagion. Oh, no, it's not. We got a lot of money on the line here. We're going to call this gender-affirming care, and we're going to stick with it. Yeah. That is crazy. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you feel this way when you're thinking about across the pond in different countries, in my mind, I think of it as a bit more woke or down the woke road than the United States. Mm -hmm. But I'm rethinking that. Oh, yeah. I I think with a lot of this stuff, we're generally a step behind. And it depends on what you're talking about. But like on the gender, uh, so-called gender affirming care, there are a lot of countries who have been down the road we're going down right now and are changing course right now. The UK is a perfect example of that. That's my point. And I just saw this story over the weekend where Switzerland rejected the gender ideology in their new ruling, saying introducing a third gender or no gender, as far as official records, that's not going to be an option. They opted not to get on the gender identity ideology bandwagon. Because, Because when it comes to official records, the third gender, I mean, unless, I mean, there are some very, very rare uh, medical abnormalities, but for the, I mean, overwhelming majority of people, there is no such thing as a third gender. It doesn't exist. It's a made-up thing completely. Yes. But to actually see what Switzerland did yeah. is eye-opening. But there are people in this country already that are convinced if you stand in the way, you're against gender-affirming care, and you want kids to kill themselves. Right. Well, and every do- time that comes up, you got to say... No, that's completely full of crap. And there's, by the way, there's no research to back that up either. No. That's just flat out not true. But that that's that's the go-to for any sort of lefty cause. I mean, I, I sent you guys this over the break. Uh, where is it? I'm trying to pull this up. Oh, uh, University of Pennsylvania and the Children's Hospital of, of uh, Philadelphia say that abortion restrictions are linked to suicide risk. Oh, yeah! If you're against... Un, uh, just completely open access to abortion on demand all, all nine months of pregnancy. You want young women to kill themselves. That's what these so-called experts are claiming right now. Just desperate. Why do people believe in conspiracy theory? You don't want to listen to the experts anymore. Because you people make crap up all the time. Right. <laughs> it is so true. Um. Oh, from the end of last year, a lot of stuff was coming out over the break. I don't know if you saw this. The top states we moved into and out of in 2022. Oh, no. Have you seen the list? Uh, Either one of you? No, I have not no, seen No, I haven't. No. Oh. I can kind of guess, I think. But... Really? That means you're confident. Well, maybe we got a little game. Maybe we, we can see who can guess the best. There we go. Only if you're up for it. I'm up for it. Okay. Scott, you're up for it? What are you looking yeah. at on a computer screen? No I'm, cheating. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. No cheating. I'm not, I'm not checking that. I'm checking other things, yes. Okay, what were but you go, checking? McCarthy. Okay. Where the vote was. Where is the vote? 
Uh, House Speaker will vote. We'll move to second ballot right now. Yeah. Jeffries with 211, McCarthy with 202. Yeah. First time Others, in 100 years. 19. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Others went up from 11 on the number one, 19. So I that's changed getting my interesting. Mind. It certainly is. Wow. We were laughing about Hakeem being the, Hakeem the majority. Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries, but it's possible. All right, we'll keep you updated on okay. that. Let's just stick to the most popular state people moved out of. Oh, okay. Let's stick with that instead of moved into. All right. Okay. okay. Um, give you a couple of guesses each, see who comes up with the top score. David, you're the champ. You get first guess. Uh, I'll pick uh, New Jersey. New Jersey for the fifth year in a row is the winner. Yes, that is correct. That is a 10-pointer for David Van Camp. To Mr. Robbins. California. California. Hmm. That was, well, you're getting points. That's the good news. Not many, though, I'm guessing. One point. That was number 10. Damn. <laughs> Gosh dang it. I should have gone with my gut. David? Um, I'll guess New York. New York. Good guess there, yes. That was number three. That is an eight-pointer. It's now 18 to 1. Back to Robbins. Illinois, I'm your boy. Yep. Yep, that was second. That's a nine-pointer. So it's making it interesting. It's 18 to 10. Back to Van Camp. Most popular state to move out of last year? Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut. It's not often in this game that Van Camp is ah, not in the top 10. Maryland. Maryland says... Uh, oh, buddy, a chance to capitalize. Damn. No, sir. Damn. I thought Baltimore for sure was driving people out. Okay. David. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. That's a good guess. That's a really good guess. In fact, that is four. That's a seven-pointer. That's 25 to 10. Last guess for Robbins to make it interesting. Oregon. Oregon is, oh, you know what? Yeah, it's not anywhere on there. And once again, Oregon is the red herring because a lot of Californians are moving into Oregon. Yeah. Uh, The rest of the list, uh, Wyoming, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Nebraska, Louisiana. Nebraska? Yeah. Mm. Interesting enough. So there you go. All right. Got another news update to get to straight ahead, right here. Now with the house and with the Bills player. Update on both straight ahead. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, no update with DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. Just in critical and sedated. Waiting for any sort of update there. And then with the vote for House Speaker, where are we at with that? 
Well, right now, for the first time in 100 years, a uh, the person who was expected did not get it, and it's going to a second ballot, or it mm-hmm. will be heading towards a second ballot. Kevin McCarthy, Republican representative, uh, he was up for it. He was trying to whip up the votes, and a whole lot of people in the Republican Party said no, and because it was a disappointing midterms, uh, well, uh, midterm result, yeah. uh, Republicans, uh, his, the loyalists to McCarthy don't, don't really, there aren't enough right now. I understand it. I mean, <laughs> it's you could say it's an awful look for the Republicans. They're divided. Yeah, I mean the oh, yeah. the magic but, number is two eighteen, by yeah. the way, and he's at two hundred three. Yeah, and and Hakeem's ahead of him. But you got what is it? Is it nineteen, 19 Republicans that did yeah. not vote for him? Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it is kind of interesting too. Uh, not that everything always goes back to Trump, but just sort of an interesting. Uh, side story to this whole thing is that Trump calls Kevin McCarthy my Kevin. And he's been like pushing for him to be the Speaker of the House. He's been very involved and it is interesting still to see people who were part of Trump's movement saying tell with you, Don. We don't like Kevin McCarthy. We don't want him there. Right. Well, you know, you're looking at past speakers. Paul Ryan. Boehner goes back a ways where you have a lot of Republican voters not happy with those people. Because you feel like you're voting for something that doesn't come through in the clutch with these people. And, you know, they're just sort of weak. They're not standing up for the things you want them to stand up for. Kevin McCarthy just sent his aides out to buy 20 $100 gift cards to Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I think Donald Trump should walk in there and demand they vote for Don to be Speaker of the House. You don't have to be in the House of Representatives. No. It's an interesting rule. Oh, gosh dang. (laughs) Wow. Leave it to Van Camp to come. Yeah, no kidding. From... From out of left field. The doors just open up and he walks in. Do it. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Somewhere I hear in my head, Trump's hand, we love David. (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you very much for being here. News update, David Van Camp. Well, we're still waiting on uh, more details about what happened with Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin as he collapsed on the field after what didn't look like a particularly violent hit. They're saying cardiac arrest, but really don't have any updates on his condition right now other than he's in critical. Yep. Um, Which stands to reason the guy's heart stopped on the field. Um, so we're waiting to hear more details. The NFL has come out with a statement saying that they will not resume the game this week. They said that it's there's a they don't they don't have any plans for a possible resumption of the game in the future. They don't. I think right now they kind of want to see what's going to happen with 
with this young man. Yeah. Wow. Well, and just trying to figure out exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, a part of that, too, there's a couple of clips I want to play. And, I mean, this is just a guy um, that's, I guess you could say, put on the spot a little bit. Um, a friend of DeMar Hamlin's, um, who is now known as, like, the spokesperson for the for the family. Um, and his name is Jordan, is it Ramsey? Rainey? Something like that? He was on ABC this morning. And I really took this as great news when he said the family was in good spirits and he was awake. So I can't speak specifically on his medical condition. I will say is that, you know, he's fighting. He's a fighter. Um, you know, I, I felt like in the moment it, there needed to be some clarity that, you know, he, he was at a he was awake at that time. And um, now he's sedated. So, um, you know, the family's in good spirits. We're honestly just taking it minute by minute, hour by hour. Okay, I'm guessing I probably shouldn't read too much into that. But when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, okay. He was awake. Yeah. They're in good spirits. So that would tell me they're expecting him to come out of this okay. They said his vitals were stable. Okay. I did hear that. So, All right. All good signs. Because if something else... Uh, like, if you knew, like, somebody that, that's out that amount of time, okay, and the huge worry is, okay, there could be something wrong as far as brain damage, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would describe the family being in good spirits. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. What you're both thinking right now is that I'm reading too much into the statement. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, Again, it's all very confusing, you know, because, I, I mean, because the only thing we know is the guy collapsed on the field and his heart wasn't working. Right. That's all we know. So, But you're guessing the family knows a whole lot more than we do. Well, I, yeah. think, I think it's a sense of relief, probably, that he's not dead. Yes. Um, there's probably a sense of relief. He's, he continues to live, and every, every minute he lives longer, it's, it's a good sign. So maybe there is some good feelings going on there. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't read any more into it than you do, but... Okay, quick detour. All right, and for those that don't know... Robbins had back-to-back -back heart attacks in 2015, and the first one was bad enough. The second one was worse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then when you were put under, and you are in a coma for a month. Yeah. Okay. If I was the spokesperson, because I would give messages out on social yeah. media how you were doing, uh, I don't know. On that day, I would have said the family's in good spirits. Everybody was scared to death because they didn't know yeah. if you were going to come out of it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that might be why I read too much into it. Yeah, it could be. So who knows? Yeah. ABC also had their medical correspondent on, Dr. Jen Ashton, I think it's her name. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned two different possibilities. I think we're seeing and hearing a tremendous amount of speculation about what could cause a sudden cardiac arrest. I think the question is, was this a primary cardiac event, like an arrhythmia or a hit to the chest? Was it a primary neurologic event, blow to the head, which then caused a cardiac arrest, or a combination? So the blow on its own could cause it? A blow to the chest, sure, that's called commodio cordis. A blow to the head, a s sudden traumatic brain injury, obviously also could cause it. But the bottom line is here, no one knows. What we do know is that there was a cardiac arrest on the field and that CPR was performed. Yes. 
And then people are wondering about, could it have anything to do with the vaccine? And to be honest, I don't even know if the guy was vaccinated. I have no idea. But people are wondering that. I'm assuming he was. I'm assuming so. Yeah. Because, well, I remember with the Bills, Cole Beasley wasn't. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal. Yeah. He was taking arrows from all sides on that, it seemed like. So I would assume so. But people are wondering, could that have had anything to do with it, spike proteins, that sort of thing? No one has mentioned that. It's just speculation from people. And I think it's a fair question to bring up. But the truth is, no one really knows. You're probably not going to know for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. But then if you do even ask the question, you're demonized for that. Which politics always comes into this sort of stuff. Oh, sure. It's just part of it. Um, Other things going on today, keeping an eye on... Well, the House Speaker vote. You said earlier today, David, I don't really care. McCarthy's going to end up with it in the end, you suppose? Probably. So what What happened today is they had the first ballot go through, and they may still be doing the roll call vote. I'm not entirely sure. It'll, it will go to a second ballot because no one will have the clear majority to win to be the Speaker of the House, which is a huge embarrassment for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Ben, honestly, kind of an embarrassment for Donald Trump, who's been pushing for Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. But Yeah, like everybody get in line. Yeah. Um, And so they're saying, no, there's this incredible scene where Paul Gossar and Matt Gaetz are sitting and talking at length with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Whoa. Gossar was the guy, he got uh, stripped of his committee assignments because he put out a video with violent imagery of AOC. (laughs) Remember, it was that stupid anime video? Yeah. It's like, what? Yes. (laughs) But but yeah, but they're all huddled together now. And and so anyway, it's the first time in 100 years this is going to be heading to a second ballot. So we'll see what happens. I still... What could that mean, though? That AOC... And Matt Gates and some others are all huddled up together. I don't this know. This was an all-out attempted coup. No, that's out of context. Very funny, though. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. When is the, when is the second vote? Uh, I, I assume it'll be today. That's be what I was day. thinking. Yeah. Yep. Well, Everybody's I mean, at the buffet right now. I am. I am still just hoping against. Oh man! I just. Gosh! I want this to happen. Donald Trump to just like kick open the doors WWE style, walk down the aisle and say, you're voting for me. All right. We're going to make the House of Representatives great again. (laughs) I want him to because, again, you don't you don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. No, he does the Ric Flair woot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Remember me. I'm back. (laughs) See where it goes. Oh, you know. You had this uh, story, David, just thinking about Trump and him running for president. Everybody thinks DeSantis is going to run for president right now. Odds are DeSantis would win in the primary. That's at least odds makers right now have that. Uh, But Vandy Fair did a piece on DeSantis saying that he's more terrifying than Trump. Yeah. See, And here's the problem. When you spend four years calling someone literally Hitler, it falls on deaf ears when you say, well, this guy's even more Hitler-y. Than the, than than Donald Trump. It doesn't work that way, right? You you can't say the sky is falling and then say, but this guy's worse. How is he worse? Did All right, lay this it is, out? This is hilarious. Okay, okay. It's, it's an in-depth deep dive. Okay, <laughs> he thinks it's okay to treat human beings like slaves. 
Talking oh. about him uh, dropping off a couple dozen Venezuelans on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> apparently, they were happy. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently that's I, yeah. And you had all the cashmere sweater wearing, you know, wine moms on Martha's Vineyard saying they changed our lives forever. Now get off my island. Yes, go to that they military. Gave us a chance to serve people. Them. Yeah, for all of eighteen hours. Yeah. Now get out. I gave them some some shoes I don't wear anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm a good person. I'm I I hope I get the Nobel Peace Prize, honestly. But I wouldn't accept it. I would, but I'd make a show of not wanting it. Okay, uh, so he treats people like slaves. Yeah. Uh he's right. dangerously anti science because in April of twenty twenty he was like, We're not doing the lockdown stuff anymore. He's and he, right. ena- he enacted a law prohibiting businesses from requiring proof of vaccination. <gasps> oh It's called America. Yeah. Anyway, he's anti free speech. Particularly the kind of free speech that says the United States hasn't always been great for non-white people. Talking about the Stop Woke Act, where all they said was, you cannot have a classroom lesson that causes someone to feel guilt, anguish, or any form of psychological distress due to their race. That's yeah, get the CRT out of schools. Yeah, Good. That's anti-racism at its finest, actually. Yes, it is. He's waging a war on trans people. <laughs> God. Waging a war, you say. Waging oh, a war on man. trans people by saying that doctors shouldn't be allowed to cut the breasts off of healthy young girls. They just did that in the UK. Yeah. Uh, the don't say gay law. Okay. Yeah, all right. Anti-grooming law. Uh, he's a massive... They never said that. Gay anyway. Right. No. He's a massive bully, says this person, because, well, uh, th- th- when, when Disney spoke out against Don't Say Gay, DeSantis unleashed holy hell on the largest employer in the state for saying it didn't sound like a great idea. And he bullied the Special Olympics into dropping its vaccine mandate for competition. Yeah, because there were athletes whose health would say, whose health concerns dictated that they probably shouldn't get the covid vaccine right that's why he did it that's freedom that's exactly and that's actually yes. caring for people's health yes it is wow he's anti-abortion he saw no need for the respect for marriage act and according to some guy who knew him 20 years ago he's an awful person <laughs> boy they are desperate they are terrified of this guy man if we're all worse than trump for the way we were 20 years ago uh oh. Uh oh. This show's in trouble. Yeah. Well, 25 years. 20 yeah. years still in play for you, Scott. Right. 20 years is still in play for me. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Seven years is still in play. <laughs> hey, it's, I mean, this is all getting too close to home here for the first show of 2023. <laughs> huh? I'm very uncomfortable now. <laughs> Sorry. Better take I'm that hoodie sorry. off, Scott. You're sweating. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, sorry, right, memo taken. DeSantis scarier than Trump. All right. Van Camp scarier than DeSantis. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and that Robbins fella, he's just Satan in the flesh. <laughs> That's it. That right. Um, New Year's resolutions. I know a good part of this show is just completely against them, but a lot of people are making them. You might yeah. be surprised. Yeah. What's in the top three of what people want to change? Very interesting. So gender. <laughs> I was thinking about Kevin McCarthy. What a bad day. Wow. News update straight ahead.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, keep an eye on a number of different things. Damar Hamlin of the Bills, no update there. As far as the House Speaker vote, that's moving to the second ballot. Yes. Kevin McCarthy didn't get the vote the first time around, keeping an eye on that. Um, did you see the story that I think of Robbins every time I see a story like this? More bosses are ordering workers back to the office. Good. Get back there. Start of the year. Good. Vanguard Group, Paycom Software, others. Why are you laughing? Vanguard? Yes. One of these uh, ESG, responsible lending companies That's and right. responsible investing companies now suddenly saying, all right, we're done with this crap. Get back in the office. Yes. That's hilarious. Yep. But it's a whole lot of people. But there's pushback from several workers. I'm sure there is. Saying, hey, wait a second. Uh, we've been doing quite, you know, an efficient job here working from home. We don't want to go back in. Here's the thing, though, man. In the investing world, if you know anything about it, if that's your job to do, yeah, you could you could have looked really good the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. without really trying all that hard. Yes. And yeah. now uh, things are kind of hitting the skids, and uh, maybe it's time to come back into the office so we can keep an eye on you. Yeah, because uh, the word is it's going to be getting tighter and tighter. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as you're doing well, people are hitting their numbers, I get it. But when you're looking like, man, we may have to lay some people off. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have the eye test on some people in here. What's actually happening as far as productivity? Well, you got to have them in the office. I'd like to buy and that's... stock in pants right now. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people haven't had to wear, <laughs> wear anything, any. dress up Perfect. for the office in, yep. well, quite a while. Also mentioned uh, New Year's resolutions. A lot of people say, it, no, not doing that. Why is New Year's any different than any other day? But people do it every year. And the first thing that people want to do is save money. That was number one as far as a resolution. Okay. That's tough to do with inflation. It is. Be healthier in general was second. What's wrong with that goal? Not, not a thing. To me, it's kind of nonspecific. I mean, it's good to have That's a it. specific goal mm-hmm. in yes. mind. Absolutely. Whatever that is. Yeah. You can set a lot of different goals. Run this amount. Uh, of space in this amount of time or whatever it might be, get to this weight, you know, BMI, whatever. Uh, three, work out more. Again, yeah, a little short on specific. Number four, eat better. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm starting to see why New Year's resolutions right. fail with a really high percentage. Lose some weight. That was fifth. Good one. Well, mm-hmm. how much? Put a number yeah. on it. Some. Try to be happier in general. Hmm. How do you measure that? (laughs) How do you try to be happier? I mean, I don't... Any tips there, Scott? No, I don't have any idea Hmm. what that means. Pay down debt. That's pretty specific. That makes me happier, too. Yes. Improve your mental health. Again. All right. It sounds good. What does that look like? Exactly. Spend more time with family. Why did you just haze over, no, Scott? No, no, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Spend okay. more time with family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then learn something new. 
Do you want to learn anything new this year? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Big story today, David, if there's one. Uh, well, the, the horse racing going on in Washington right now with the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, being humiliated by not winning on the first ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case, the humiliation is coming from within the House, so to speak. It's coming from within the Republican Party. Who's, there's a miniature revolt going on. And I don't know if they're just proving a point. I'm not, I'm not really sure how this ends um, unless, again, something even crazier comes about um, well we'll probably know by the end of the second vote if they're just making a point yeah or if they're going to vote against him again we'll see 19 republicans yeah i mean you, you, this can go on as long as it needs to yep and if we see any update on bar hamlin of the bills mm. we're looking for one Robbins. All right, before we get to the Scott Robbins trifecta, which is on the way, there's no update on DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player that suffered cardiac arrest last night in Cincinnati, game between the Bills and the Bengals. And Scott, you just mentioned you're surprised there's no update at all. Yeah, a little bit. I I thought there would be by now anyway, would be an update for our consumption. If there was anything to update, and maybe there's not, maybe yeah. it's stable and nothing's changed i don't know from your news background david is this normal protocol or is this surprising to you well i mean again this is pure speculation on my part but if things were going well generally i would think we would have a positive update at this point i was afraid you were going to say that um but i I, again i don't know i i have no idea they may be trying to figure out okay what are the next steps let's you know but as this goes on, without hearing more, to me it just seems like it's worse and worse. I don't know what worse and worse ultimately means, but like it's it's not <clears throat> not good news that we're going to hear. Okay, if we're to go over real shortly again, what we know, mm-hmm. it would be uh, Mars friend was on ABC this morning saying he was awake before they put him under. Yeah. And that the family was in good spirits. Okay, so yeah. take from that whatever you want. And then from the two medical correspondents, one from ABC, one from NBC, that we've had clips on today, they both mentioned a blow to the chest could cause this cardiac arrest. And one mentioned a blow to the head. Although, when you watch the video of the hit, it... Yeah. It doesn't look like it it would have been a blow to the head, but it could be. You, mm, you we don't know. know. But the, I think the overwhelming thought is maybe partially a blow to the chest, although it didn't look like T. Higgins, you know, hit Hamlin square it's in like the chest. like you see this play a hundred times during the course of yeah. a game. Y- yes. Well, what, what the theory is with the uh, hit to the chest, uh, saw this stat for for other people who have had that, type of injury, mm-hmm. there is a 20 millisecond 
length of time. Yeah. That's the window of time that the heart is doing its thing where it's very vulnerable. So it's this tiny, minuscule amount of time. So it, it, in, in some cases, from what I've read, it really doesn't matter necessarily how hard it was hit if it was just hit okay. in the right space right in that window of time. And that's why it's so rare. Yeah. And that's called, uh, what is it, Commotio cortis? Am I saying that right? Commotio cortis, I think. Commotio cortis. Mm -hmm. I bought someone had a cold last time. <laughs> the other thing about that, from what I understand, remember when I said it reminds me of like um, a youth baseball pitcher? It's tragic whenever this has happened. And as a line drive, it hits a kid right in the chest, yeah. and and they just collapse, and that's it. And that, of course, is rare. But it, I remember, you know, my kid playing youth. The, they would buy specific, you know, some moms and dads would buy specific, uh, you know, like undershirts that had a heart protector on it, mm -hmm. you know, because of that, that sort of thing. But a lot of times with this um, commotio cortis, it's with preteen and teen boys. That doesn't mean it couldn't happen to a guy that's 24. Yeah. That does happen, but it's even more rare once you're past your teenage years. So who knows, man? Jeez. You just hope the guy's okay. It's frightening, though. Hard yes. to watch. Yeah, and there's this other thing going on where, and you could probably explain this to me. I understand when it's a violent hit and people are saying, hey, man, you don't want to be egregious and just show that everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of people saying don't show the hit. But it, it's it's not a violent hit. It's it, No. And I suppose you can make the argument, well, if you want to see it, you can find it online. Yeah. It was on YouTube but, last night. I don't know if they took it down or not, but it was there. And then there are people saying you sh everybody should take it down. That's yeah. kind of strange to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that because it's not a particularly graphic-looking hit like when it was the right. Alex Smith leg break. I can understand why you wouldn't necessarily want to have that on the Today Show. Or, or Theismann. Yeah. yeah but, or when it's helmet-to-helmet -helmet contact yeah. Yeah. and you see a guy's head just get whipped around. That, yeah. You see far worse. I mean, I, I can kind of see some of the reaction, at least in the moment, because you don't know if you're watching a snuff film or not. Right. Yeah. So I, I can understand. That's, well, that. that's true. And because um, if you tuned in last night and didn't see the hit, you wouldn't have seen it again. Right. They never showed it again. No. No. Well, and you could tell by watching the coverage. Yeah. It seemed like there were a lot of people just afraid to say the wrong thing. Yeah, but but in this particular case, because it is a such a innocent looking hit to understand what actually happened, I think it is kind of crucial. To telling the story, but I mean, I, I'm at that. That's my sense. I'm at that place where I can, you know, I, I can kind of see both sides on this one. Yeah. Where I can understand, like, especially if God forbid he doesn't make it, you know, you you wouldn't want that to be the final image that's plastered everywhere. I I get that. But well, the other thing, though, man, look at the other side of that, and I totally understand what you're saying. But you're watching any football game. Yeah. Every hit, you're going to be like, well, could that cause this? Yeah. Because, like you said, it wasn't that right. violent. No. All right. You ready for your big three? Yeah. First one of 2023. Scott Rock and Robinson. roll, baby. Let's All right. do it. Let's do this. Roll it. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe off.
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins, top three of the day. Always helped by his hero back yeah, for another year. Yeah, good. Hi, it's me, Casey. Casey, Casey. You got things contractually worked out. That's good. All right, Casey. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> three. Uh, number three, Macy's is closing a bunch of stores. Yeah, this month the gigantic retailer Macy's will finalize the closure of 150 stores in like six states. Now, here's the part I want to get to. A spokesperson was hired and they issued this statement. Quoting, stores remain an integral part of our omni-channel retail ecosystem. What in the ever-loving hell does that mean? Well, it's online. I mean, that's... That's the omni-channel, omni-channel multiple sales. Ecosystem. Well, yes, it's just part of the other. Yeah, I don't know. It's corporate speak. Now, on with the countdown. Omni-channel ecosystems. Thank you. Yes. Two. That was the name of the long-lost Rush album. All right, number two. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker signs a new abortion law. Yeah, he signed it on Friday to uh, repeal a requirement that abortion providers notify the parents of minors seeking the procedure. Those who supported the repeal, which goes into effect next year at this time, have said the 1995 law that protected them did nothing to protect the most vulnerable young people, those living in unsafe and unstable households. So I'd like to review for you just a second how the state of Illinois views the independence treatment of minors for a moment. Now, the question is, can a girl under the age of 18 get a tattoo in Illinois? No! (laughs) She can't. And the tattoo artist can go to jail. Can she buy or consume a beer? No! Why are you yelling? In fact, she has to wait until she's 21. Can she go into a theater to see an R-rated movie? Well, she can if she's 17 and has a valid ID. Otherwise, a parent or guardian has to purchase the ticket for her. That's but at 16, true. well, you can get pregnant and have an abortion and nobody has to know, including your mom and dad. <laughs> All right, good. That works on a million different levels. Thank you, Governor. Governor. Sweatbox. <laughs> Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. One. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot wants money for migrants. She's got 1,531 migrants. Unusual large number of migrants. They've been compelled to leave the state of Texas to buy, buy transport, buy bus. First of all, Lori, you're bitching about that's it? 1,531? Fewer than 2,000 in a city of 2.7 million? And you're mad at Texas for shipping them your way? You're a sanctuary city. And she wants money. Yes. She wants a lot of money, actually. She's asking for 53.5 million for services for those 1,165 migrants. state of Texas and El Paso and other cities are still waiting for the federal government to come in with some reimbursement money for the emergency that Joe Biden caused. Right. Uh I mean... They create the crisis through illegal immigration. They support the crisis by advertising their cities as sanctuary cities, prohibiting deportation. When they come, they cry for more money because they can't handle the crisis. Boo freaking who, Lori Lightfoot? 
I'm just thinking with 53 million, we can take a thousand listeners to somewhere really cool and have a great month. Great month is right. <laughs> a little vacation. Well, when you do the math, do broadcast that, every day. Divvy it up. That's enough money to give them for the rest of their lives to live on. Wow. That's crazy. Mm hmm. That's the request. Wow. $53.5 million. Dollars. And there you have it. And we learned that Illinois is one of those states where people are racing to get out of. Wonder why. <laughs> and that is the Scott Robbins yes. trifecta. Um, did see this real quick. Um, you're more likely to look old if you don't drink enough water. I saw this story in a number of different that. places. Yeah. Is that why you started chugging water a couple yeah. of years ago? No, I chug water because my kidneys. That's why. Oh, got it. Yeah. Get it? No. No. Um, I can't wait for the reaction. There was a new study published in The Lancet. Does that still mean anything to anybody? No. It used mm. to mean a lot. Yeah. Not so much? So do you think this is just hooey? Oh, I don't think it's hooey. It's just okay. one of those things. Yes. Um, they're looking at how important it is to stay hydrated. And the biggest stat they found was that middle-aged people are 20% more likely to die early if they don't drink enough water. Mm -hmm. And then they found out being chronically dehydrated makes you 50% more likely to look old. Signs of early aging. Sunken eyes, sunken cheeks, dry skin. Loose. All that. Loose skin, old. Gross. Gross. Yes, drink your water. There, There's your New Year's resolution right there. Yeah, drink Just more water. Drink more water. That'll help you. Okay. Oh, Nimrod's in the news. First one for 2023. <laughs> We got a great Nimrod story to get to and a news update straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the Speaker of the House uh, horse race in Washington, D.C. Uh, is getting kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, the person that was, uh, I guess, supposed to kind of breeze in. Uh, he already moved into the office. For the Republicans, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's he's lost on two consecutive votes. Uh, first time. He's had a bad. He's having a bad day. But the day's not over. Yeah, got, so got, far, got yes, third round of voting. All right. Mm -hmm. And Just so, keep going until somebody wins. Yeah, got to have a speaker of the house. Should be like a shootout or something. There should be like a two-man sack race or something. I agree. Yeah. You know, just so fans of the show okay. will get that joke. Anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I got it. Mm. Okay, McCarthy and Hakeem. Yeah, well, I, I see some you know conservative commentators going like, "What? What's the what's the benefit of this? This is looking so stupid." And I'm like, "Well, you know, a lot of people aren't really paying attention to this, and what does it matter really anyway? Because what what's what's going to happen? Actually, Matt Gates made the point just today, uh, saying, "Hey, you know, I don't want to live through another Benghazi debacle where it's all theater that's masquerading." as oversight. And I've brought that up many times, actually, in the past when we talk about, you know, mm -hmm. investigating whether it's Fauci, the funding for the Wuhan lab, 
all of these things that are outstanding, not to mention Joe Biden's potential corruption with his son, Hunter. Uh, I don't have any faith that Republicans will actually get to the bottom of anything because they are addicted to getting their stupid 30-second viral video on Twitter, and then that's it. Nothing ever happens. So it's true. Okay, Hakeem Jeffries becomes Speaker of the House. Oh, no! So nothing's going to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean... You just got to hear him more often. What does it matter? Yeah. But By the way, the, Who cares? The uh, Buffalo Bills did release a statement, but it really didn't say anything No, it's new. pretty much the same. He's in critical condition. He's in ICU. Yep. And that's... Then they're grateful it? and thankful for the yeah. outpouring of support. So that's what we knew. His charity has benefited greatly by all of this. No doubt about I mean, it. Unbelievable. Yes. All right. Time for our first Nimrods of the new year. Let's roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Okay, if you've seen Office Space, you remember the characters attempt to create a virus that will steal fractions of pennies from an accounting system. Yeah. It'll add up over time. It actually happened. 28-year-old software engineer in Seattle arrested after being caught skimming money from his employer, Zulily.com. Uh-oh. He manipulated the code so the checkout page would send shipping fees to his personal account. Wow. Oh, see, that's getting greedy. Buddy. Well, he got around 260 grand before he was caught. Plus about forty-one grand in merchandise, so that's close to the three hundred grand from the movie. The dude told detectives the plan was inspired by Office Space. <laughs> you can't take the whole shipping fee, though. I mean, you got to take a fraction of that. That's why the initial plan was so brilliant. You're taking fractions of pennies. Yes, Grady. And then this dude in Italy lost his savings, like his whole life savings, up in smoke. Why? Well, he decided to hide $20,000 in government bonds up in his chimney. (laughs) What could go wrong? And Santa stole it. (laughs) Yeah. He was worried about burglars finding them in his apartment in Rome, so he stashed them in his chimney and didn't tell anybody, including his wife. She decided to light a fire around Christmas, and all the bonds burned up. All gone. Mm. Said he walked in, saw the fire, and almost passed out. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet. Government bonds in Italy come with serial numbers, so if you have the numbers and lose the bonds, you can get them reissued. But as of right now, (laughs) can't track the numbers down. Oh, no. It's a good good thing he's got the rest of his life savings in FTX. Yeah, I was going to say that. Oh, it got worse. (laughs) And from the hip-hop world, Bad Bunny. He's walking along. A fan is starting to video the two of them together. He grabbed the phone and threw it right right in the water. Good for him. And that's Nimrod's in the news.